Hey there, welcome to episode seven of Science and Society. I'm Drew, a med student and fitness junkie. And I'm Liv, a beauty queen turned biochemistry PhD candidate. We're two nerds on a mission to break down the science around us so you can apply it in your life. And what do you know, Liv? We are back from our mini break, if you will. Yeah, it's good to be back. We've got two more episodes before we wrap up the year 2020 and also wrap up season one, which is pretty exciting. Super excited about that. This season has been great. We've learned a lot from a lot of different people. And we think these last two episodes are going to be just as great as the first six. And I'm excited to see where this goes. I mean, the break was much needed, I will say. Miss USA was definitely a lot busier than I think either of us anticipated. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, Miss USA. What about Miss USA? Well, for those that don't know, I'm currently Miss Illinois USA and actually just competed at Miss USA, what is it, two two weeks ago now? As we record this? Wow. Time flies when you're catching up in school. But yeah, so I competed at Miss USA on November 9th and placed in the top 10. Can you believe that? Top 10? Yeah, you bet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Blows my mind. Top 10 at Miss USA? That's crazy. What did you do to to put yourself in a position to succeed? Well, there was a lot of prep that went into it, of course. You know, it really takes a village. I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand and definitely underestimate is I'm the one walking that stage and I'm the one wearing that sash, but there are a lot of people involved. And Drew, you know this firsthand, October was a really busy month. I mean, I don't think I spent a single day without leaving the house to visit somebody or visit a sponsor. Yeah, I guess it'll do that. Like who who were some of your sponsors? Who were some of the people that were crucial or to your success? Uh, Well, I mean, I had a sponsor for everything. Pretty much anything that needed to be done, there was someone that was helping me do it, from fitness to food to interview to wardrobe. But I actually picked up some other cool sponsorships along the way and ended up implementing a lot of stuff into my prep routine that I did not expect to be such a big part of my experience. And that's actually what this episode is about. We were so lucky to meet people from the cryo bar in Chicago and I started doing whole body cryotherapy and some localized cryo skin toning as I prepared for Miss USA and absolutely fell in love with it. And I'm so excited to talk more about it and teach you guys more in today's episode. Yep. And that's spoiler alert for anybody listening. This week's episode is about cryotherapy and both of our experiences doing it. To learn more about cryotherapy, we're bringing on Andrew Ford and Sarah Latham of the Cryo Bar in Chicago. Andrew is the brand manager for the Cryo Bar, overseeing the company's social media pages, sale and marketing efforts, as well as its brand partnerships within the Chicago health and wellness community. Originally from Kentucky, he grew up as a competitive dancer and ran track and cross country. At the University of Kentucky, he studied finance and economics, but ultimately segued into live events and marketing. Today, he still leads an active lifestyle and enjoys traveling and seeking out new experiences, spending time with friends and cooking. Sarah founded the Cryobar in 2016 after her own life-changing experience with cryotherapy. She received degrees in finance and economics from Southern Methodist University and worked as an oil and gas analyst and in capital markets at J.P. Morgan Chase. Coupled with her time as a marketing and project director for a local celebrity chef's food company, she was well-equipped to tackle the obstacles that come with running a small business. Her hope is that through opening the Cryobar, she can educate people on all of the amazing benefits of cryotherapy beyond the athletic recovery aspect that it is becoming increasingly popular for. Without further ado, let's get after it. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for having us. We're both really excited to talk to you, especially after enjoying so much of cryotherapy over the past couple of weeks. 
I really had a chance to, you know, chill out, if you will. I was really hoping we would get through like one episode without dad jokes, but here we are. Something that really caught my attention when I first met you guys was your story, Sarah, with kind of how cryotherapy came into your life and how it's changed your life and why you even decided to pursue your own business within that, because I think the story is really beautiful. So if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little bit of that, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Well, I guess to summarize all of the lengthy medical things I was going through, I'm kind of an autoimmune disaster in many ways with my thyroid issues. um, I have osteoarthritis and um, a lot of inflammatory issues within my body. And I'd gone through a period of rapid weight gain when my thyroid crash and hip surgeries because of my arthritis and years of just wear and tear on my joints. And um, I was trying anything and everything to feel better. I was introduced by a friend to cryotherapy and thought, honestly, that it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard of. I'm always cold. So the idea of like intentionally getting into something in my underwear and freezing for three minutes was just like crazy. But I finally agreed to do it. And I don't look back at all. It, it really, it gave me my life back. So it's been an interesting journey and two to three months into it, I really started seeing the changes and, you know, just with the inflammation in my body and inflammation is such a thing that can affect you, not just physically, but mentally. And the relief that I felt was amazing. After 13 years of being on anti-inflammatory drugs, prescription drugs for my arthritis, I no longer had to take anything. And it was at that moment that I realized wow, this is something special and unique and started doing research on the background and where did this come from? And this is, you know, such a crazy concept who came up with it. And through that, it was, okay, I want to do this and I want to do it right. And I want to educate people. My big thing with the cryo bars, let's educate people. We all hear about it in the U.S. for athletic recovery. And we see, you know, these uber superstars that are doing it. And it's really all about anyone can do cryotherapy. It can help anyone with arthritis, the autoimmune type, thyroids, colitis, Crohn's disease, celiac, fibromyalgia, uh, psoriasis, eczema. So it's amazing to see all the various things that it can help people with, not just the athletic recovery. It's easily accessible for everyday people. Yes, absolutely. The way I was introduced to it was actually through the Victoria's Secret Angels. I would see them leading up to the show. They would all do, you know, their little dog pound workout and then they would go get cryotherapy done. But Drew, you just finished up an immune system unit in med school, right? Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot, aren't Uh, you? Oh, I'm not quizzing you. I'm not quizzing you. But I just, I want to tie that into this because something that I see come up over and over and over again as I learn about disease in the body is how bad inflammation is for you. I didn't realize, I didn't really piece that together until recently, that you don't want your body to activate immune system responses for too long because that ends up being so bad for you over long periods of time. Right? Am I getting this right? No, yeah, absolutely. If you if you have that chronic immune response going and that long-lasting inflammation, it's going to create other problems in your body that you don't want. So you want to be able to have that response when you need it, but also be able to turn it off. And I mean, I will get into this, but... I think that cryotherapy has helped me turn that chronic inflammation off in times. Something that 
I find is that when I'm really stressed, whether it's because of school or because of Miss USA, which we all know was <laughs> very stressful, my body would feel the physical impact of my stress. I couldn't sleep. I had headaches. Everything hurt. And I've actually read this in research papers is that chronic stress, no matter what causes it, actually activates those same immune responses in your body. So that's where I was, you know, again, I'm also on the same way. I hate being cold. So I would imagine that being cold for me intentionally wouldn't bring me any sort of joy whatsoever. But you are right. Standing outside in the winter in Chicago is objectively worse, much, much worse than standing inside the canister. It was just crazy. It's not as cold as standing in the cryosana with the, you know, the nitrogen vapor swirling around your body. But for some reason, it's a lot worse. I don't know, you know, standing outside yeah. in your underwear yeah. versus standing inside the cryosana. Or the water in your shower getting cold. It's yes. not even that bad. Yes. Right. It's a quick in and out. And that's something that we get a lot of questions about because people hear liquid nitrogen. It's like, no, you're not standing in liquid nitrogen because that would burn your skin, but it's the nitrogen vapor. And it's a totally different feel because it's like standing in a cloud. It's dry. It's not being in like Lake Michigan. And then you have to get out and you have to tie you know, dry off and wait for your bathing suit to dry. It's not like that at all. It's your body immediately starts warming, starts warming back up as soon as that session ends. Um, and that's when you get that, you know, that tingly feeling when the blood is rushing back to your extremities um, and that body's relief in exactly what we were talking about in that inflammation reduction. I think it's really cool. You mentioned it's like, uh, like a cloud because during a early spring day, you know, the temperature changes overnight. There's like dew on the ground and you're walking like through fog. You can only see 10, 15 feet in front of you. That's kind of like the feeling of being in one of the cryo capsules. What do you call them? It's, it's a cryo sauna is technically what it's called. Like you have an infrared sauna. We have a cryo sauna or you can call it a chamber as well. Chamber. chamber. I said, I said canister. <laughs> <laughs> like a spaceship that's going to launch you into space, but it doesn't. Yeah. Standing in there and it's the vapor is not sort of jettisoning at you. I think that's part of what is worse about being outside as you feel the wind blowing at you, this is sort of just oscillating around you and it's only chilling just one or one to two millimeters below the surface of the skin. So it's not chilling you to your bone and it's dry. So, and it's just three minutes. You can do anything for three minutes. <laughs> right. Except maybe hold a plank. <laughs> I would say that is more difficult than a three yes. minute cryotherapy session. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Easily. So something I want to talk a little bit more about is actually just kind of the simple A to Z of how it actually works. So we kind of talked about the nitrogen tanks. We talked about the one to two millimeters of skin. I think liquid nitrogen is one of science's coolest tricks, I guess. You know, we use it for so many things in research. So I'd love to hear more about how, from a literal sense, how does it actually work in cryotherapy? You come to the cryo bar for a whole body cryotherapy. You know, we offer different services, but that's sort of our bread and butter. And when people hear about the benefits of cryotherapy, that's usually what they're talking about. So we provide you sort of A to Z. We provide you with everything that you need. You can come as you are. We provide you with a robe, protective gear, socks, slippers, gloves, all of that. And we show everybody the cryo sauna, but then we cool it down to a certain threshold. And then you step into the chamber and your three minute treatment is starting. And somebody from our staff, you know, as Sarah was talking about education is huge for us. We really think that that's what sets us apart from other places in the city. But someone's always there to sort of talk you off the ledge, especially your first time. 
So while you're in there and your head is above the threshold, so you're not breathing in pure vaporized liquid nitrogen for three minutes, because it is safe to breathe in in marginal amounts because it makes it, nitrogen does make up such a heavy percentage of the air that we breathe on a daily basis, but this is pure 100% vaporized nitrogen. So you're in there, the nitrogen vapor is sort of oscillating around you and it's really just being used as a means to rapidly chill the surface temperature of the skin. What it does is it puts your body in a natural fight or flight response. So it pulls the blood from your extremities and sends it to your core. And what you have to think about is your body thinks you're hanging out on Mount Everest in your undies, or you're running from a bear, or you're swimming from a shark. So it's that natural fight or flight. Like what can it do to save itself, to preserve itself? So that's why it pulls blood from your extremities and sends it to your core. So your heart starts beating faster and you start breathing deeper because it's super oxygenating that blood. Like I've got to keep you alive. I'm doing every, it's your body's natural, again, big word for me, natural response. So in that process of pulling the blood to your core, anything in your blood that's not supposed to be there, like too many white blood cells, which is what causes that pain, um, then lactic acid, wine from the night before, or tequila, pick your poison, anything that's there. Even so much for me, I notice water retention because my body just naturally, I retain water really badly. I'm not even a high sodium intake person or anything, but that's just, it's hereditary but it helps the body flush it out. So I always tell people too, when they're new, like you may feel like you need to use the restroom more in the next 24 hours than normal, but that's your body really flushing anything out. And so the other thing it does is your body immediately goes into producing a ton of collagen. Collagen, especially if you're female or older, male or female, you think of collagen as your skin and wrinkles, right? The older we get, the more we wrinkle. Well, in all of this and starting the cryobar, what I've learned is collagen is actually the number one protein the body produces to heal muscles, ligaments, and tendons. All of us, me at 44, all of us over the age of 30, as soon as you turn 30, your body stops producing collagen at a normal rate. So it's very, very beneficial for those of us that don't produce as much collagen and take longer to heal because it's helping our body, again, naturally stimulate itself to produce its own collagen. So that's another factor. Then, and what we were talking about, like with the stress or the endorphins, like woohoo, the endorphin high. I used to say yes. the only legal high, but now yeah. some things are legal as well. But it <laughs> is your body naturally producing those endorphins because it's got to keep you running or swimming or standing on Mount Everest in your underwear and think keeping you sane. So that is what the body is producing. So what you were saying with your stress levels and dealing with everything preparing for Miss USA and school and your difficult schedule, that release of endorphins can help combat your uh, cortisol levels, so your body's stress hormone, and help combat that. So people can leave feeling rejuvenated, less stressed, help with anxiety, anxiety and, and depression, depression, especially in the winter here in Chicago. Especially with COVID. Where, where our quarantine depression, our seasonal depression, it's going to meet our regular <laughs> depression. Right. And all kinds of things happen. We actually have monthly members who are regulars that come almost every day and they come specifically for their anxiety and depression and their stories are amazing. And that's what it's about. Those amazing stories and helping people. A bonus that I like to tell people, but it's not the end all be all or why you should just do cryo is the cold stimulates your metabolism. So your body has to burn fat to warm itself back up. So the estimate is anywhere between five and 800 calories and the five hours post-treatment that your body burns through to warm itself back up. But, you know, that's, again, all a part of the natural process.
process of what the nitrogen vapor tricks your body into that natural fight or flight. And like I said, at the end of the three minutes, your body immediately starts warming itself back up. And people are very surprised, like how quickly you're warming up, but that goes back to it's just a very surface level chill, just one to two millimeters below the surface of the skin. You'll feel warm to the touch within a couple minutes. It's not this perpetual frozen situation sensation. I honestly think one of the most pleasant surprises for me was that more mental impact. Obviously, you know, the physical benefits were fantastic, especially because I was training almost every single day in preparation for Miss USA, you know, putting a lot of stress on my body. All that kind of stuff was fantastic. But Drew and I would kind of just walk out of there feeling I don't know how to describe it. Just happy, just good, just excited. Good. I think there's something to be said for having a routine, right? But so many things that we try to put into our routines take up a lot of time, right? I have a hard time implementing these really long habits where this was such a quick, you know, you're in, you put on your cute little robe, you put on the sweet little mittens that I love so much, and then you're out in three minutes. And that was, I think, what I liked so much because it made such a difference in my day without taking out a portion of my day. I think that is so important about cryotherapy. And one of the big things for me with the cryo bar and our clients is I truly, truly, truly started this to help people. And I wanted others to experience what I experienced myself with my mood and my focus helped me be a better person in many ways because I felt better. It really is incredible, though, how we can be better when we feel better. And when we are better, we do better. That was a really kind of circular way of just saying that how we are on the inside impacts so much on what we project outwards. We've been talking about whole body treatments for the majority of this. But another treatment I got to do at the cryo bar was the cryo skin toning. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with cellulite. I think as women and as a society, we tend to really penalize people with cellulite, even though there's really nothing you can really truly do about it at a certain point. It's mother nature at her finest. But that was always a problem area for me and something that as I thought about competing at Miss USA, you know, you put in so much hard work to look your best and feel your best and put your best self onto this nationally televised stage. So the thought of, oh my gosh, this one stupid thing that my skin keeps doing is going to make me feel so much less sure of myself with this one opportunity I have to put the best out there. And honestly, I I can't really even put into words how much it meant to me to put on my swimsuit, do a little 180 in the mirror and not see the cellulite that for whatever reason, it didn't matter how hard I worked out. It didn't matter how much water I drank. It didn't matter what foods I ate. Every single day I would look at that and see it and it would bother me because I knew, you know, I thought until a certain point that there was just nothing I could do. So to to have such a simple solution to that problem that had persisted for so many years. And, you know, I'm only 22, so it's not really the age that you think most women would worry about cellulite, but that's genetics, unfortunately. So that was something that was really special for me. I know we're kind of on the womanhood train here, but it's hard, you know, it's frustrating because there is such a high expectation on us. But it is, and females are more predisposed to cellulite. And while even the whole body can help with that over time, like that was one thing because of the collagen I noticed simulation. because of the collagen and because it's tightening that skin, which the older you get, the looser it gets, the more you see it. But the cryo skin toning, it's even more stimulating and it is amazing. Like you said, it helps you to feel more confident and that helps you project a better you. Sorry, Drew, for uh, hopping on the, the Miss USA train. <laughs> 
It's all good. It's all good. I also, you know, felt the improvements after like a treatment or two. I, as our listeners know, tore my one shoulder up a couple years ago and Dr. Wright was kind enough to fix that. But my other shoulder, nothing's wrong with it. It just is always sore, always in pain. And I noticed that since starting cryo, like I don't have impingements, the range of motion's better. You know, you feel more confident just going through certain movements and using your body the way you want it to in the way it should work. It was like really like freeing to be able to not think about my shoulders. I was, I don't know, like doing a pull-up or something. I can't even do a pull-up, so. I can't either. Congrats. <laughs> Uh, but that's great to hear. And again, you know, that's, that's what I want to hear. And I love everybody's personal journey with cryotherapy and how it's helped them because it is so, you know, sometimes I hear, oh, well, it's just a fad thing. I'm like, no, it's 42 years old. It was invented in 1978 by a Japanese rheumatologist. I actually wanted to ask you about that. I love the history behind it. I think it's so fascinating. There's a lot of history. It's just not for it just became more popular because people like the professional athletes started doing it. But like Sarah said, it was invented by a Japanese rheumatologist in 1978 for the treatment of his patients for rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. So for inflammation. Anti-inflammatory drugs were so, so hard on your digestive tract. And oftentimes, like myself, people with arthritis also suffer from some type of digestive autoimmune issue like colitis or IBS. You know, so this doctor, he was like, let's figure out a way to do this and make it natural without having to take the medication. Um, so he did, and that was 1978. The machine looks a lot different than it does now. And there are obviously variations now that didn't exist then. But it was the Russians in the 80s that started using it for their athletes because they followed the research, followed what it was doing and realized, okay, it's reducing inflammation. Well, our athletes are constantly creating inflammation by pushing their bodies to the limits and they're sticking them in ice baths for 20 to 30 minutes or longer. And there's cause with an ice bath that you can damage other things. And you have to be careful because after an ice bath, you do have to have downtime because it does chill your actual muscle. Work with the cryotherapy tricks your body. So there's no downtime. So it's you know 20 to 30 minutes in an ice bath is the equivalent of two to three minutes in the cryo chamber, the cryo sauna. So again, decreasing the recovery time. But you know, it's amazing to see the history and how this has progressed, but starting in 1978 with a doctor. I think that was my favorite tidbit of information I found out because I was convinced that it was a very recent technology, but it turns out that there is, you know, decades, right? We're 40 years now. 40 yeah. years now of research and probing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and and speaking of that research, we you know, took a dive into some of the uh, literature that's out there, and there's a wide array of benefits that it can have that we've seen reported in the literature, and that's everything from mental health benefits to rheumatoid arthritis treatments and other arthritic conditions. Additionally, there was literature proving that this is safe because. I know that there was some contention for at least some period of time that, oh, is this safe? Can we do this safely? But time and time again, it's it's proven that there's no significant adverse effects with the general population. There are obviously some, you know, things like, you know, severe heart issues, 
there are certain contraindications that prevent you from doing cryotherapy and that would make it unsafe for people suffering from certain things. But we're very careful to make sure that anybody who's coming is aware of those. And if you're experiencing any of those, full body cryotherapy is not for you. I'm glad that you also looked into that because we get that, those questions a lot. It is very safe to do. You just need to do it properly and go to a place where they really, really train their staff and they understand what they're doing. And we are very big on that. Like you wear our socks, which are dry. You wear our slippers. I don't care if the bottom of your feet hurt and you have plantar fasciitis, you want to get in there without your shoes on. You can't, sorry, but you'll still reap the benefits. But there are things that you have to do no matter who you are, celebrity athlete, or just me or you, um, you, there, there are things that you do to protect yourself from it. Right. And like you said earlier, well, it may seem like what we're saying is like, there's a magic pill or like cryo is like a magic pill. In reality, what a lot of this literature, as well as you have said, is that it's, you know, like synergistic with other things that you can do to treat whatever it may be. Like, for example, just to read off one of the, like, the studies that we looked at, in the three weeks of these cryotherapy treatments decreased severity of anxiety and depressive symptoms in the cohort they looked at when compared to just a standard psychopharmacological treatment. So like adding this on to existing treatment plans is something that has shown to be beneficial. And I think that's also like a key that people should understand because I can understand how people would be skeptical at first. That's such an important aspect of all of it too, is that there's certain things that you have to do yourself to create that kind of holistic impact on yourself. And improving your life and improving your physical health or your mental health or whatever it is, you know, there, there is no one magic pill. Unfortunately, we wish, right? You know, but I think the pharmaceutical just- companies wish that there was, but you know, <laughs> it is a journey. And I think it is so important to realize that if there are ways that we can figure out how to help ourselves really to get down to the core of feeling better. And like I said, tell people and clients all the time, you know, cryotherapy isn't the only answer. It is a journey and everyone has to figure out what that looks like. And it's so true. Because you yourself still see. Yeah, no, I still see, you know, I still do dry needling. I see a chiropractor. I do Delos. I occasionally get a massage, but it is a world of things for me that I know and my diet, you know, that it, that help. But for me, cryo definitely put me in that next level and was able to help me in so many more ways. And I made it a part of my regular routine and it's been amazing. And, you know, it kind of kills me too, looking at the pharmaceutical industry, because that's kind of what I want to research. And that's what my research interest is, you know, therapeutics, but I am so appreciative of more holistic and natural and not to sound voodoo with what I'm saying, but just kind of using what the earth already has provided for us. And that is, you know, our natural response to a temperature change and our natural immune system responses in our own favor, rather than kind of pumping ourselves with chemicals and medications and things like that. So that was another aspect I really appreciated is that rather than taking an Advil because I was sore from my workout to get through the next day. I didn't have to, you know, it's like one less thing I had to do that could have bad side effects and instead replacing it with cryotherapy, which had no side effects. I thought that was really cool. One of the big takeaways I had personally from my experience with cryo is that there's a time and a place for everything. You know, there's times where 
you know, needing a course of antibiotics or some sort of pill. You There's times in your life where you might need that, but there's times you might want to look for something else. And I think that coming to cryo and using cryotherapy is a great one of those tools in your arsenal that you can use. And I think it's a great tool that, you know, we'll, we'll both continue to use for a while because we don't necessarily need to take that pill that helps this symptom or that symptom. And not everyone does. And that's what's, I think, again, a neat thing about cryotherapy along with many other things. But again, being a part of that package is that you don't have to have a chronic condition to need cryotherapy. You don't have to be depressed or have anxiety issues to do cryotherapy and reap benefits. It is just your body's natural kind of reset button, if you will. Sometimes inflammation and stress and stuff, we don't even realize we're going through until all of a sudden we feel better. And then it's like, oh, light bulb went off. Wow. Yeah, really, if for no other reason, just to do something good for yourself in a really difficult and overbearing and overwhelming time in our lives. Unprecedented, one might say. Oh my say. gosh, if I, if I hear the word unprecedented one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. But really, just if, if for no other reason, if for no other reason, just to do something that makes you feel good and to do something for yourself. And you it's know, not to do with friends. I mean, obviously social distancing. And right now, I mean, very clean, everything. We're in masks. You, We take the gosh, temperature you when you walk the in the door. You can smell the Clorox. I'm kidding. But it's good to come in and... You know, you both did it with each other and it's fun to have someone to talk to and be like, woo, and um, it just helps you get through the first three minutes. The first time, and I tell people this all the time, the cryo bar would not exist if I went off the first time I did whole body. It absolutely would, because I was so nervous. I needed to do that second time. After I got out, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh, I'm still walking and talking and moving. I'm fine. Um, and then again, like I said, that night I slept better. The next morning I woke up and I moved better. And I just had this extra pep in my step. Um, and the rest is history. Well, I think that is a great story to wrap up our interview with. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. It was truly a pleasure, um, both the interview and to experience cryo therapy for the first time. And to learn about it, you know, like I geek out over this kind of stuff. So, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it anytime. And we did, we both very much enjoyed meeting both of you and your journey and congratulations to you again. Thank you. That's we awesome. love hearing how it helps people. That's like Sarah said, what we're here for, to help people, educate people. Yes, a hundred percent. That's all for this week's episode. To learn more about cryotherapy, you can head to thecryobar.com or check them out on social media at The Cryobar. You can also follow us on Instagram at Science and Society to catch our new releases, upcoming topics, and our science shenanigans. And be sure to tune in to episode eight, our season finale, coming out on December 7th. Peace, love, and science. science.